Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dyke Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dyke Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Andre Do from New Side Center and also in the Dancing Stars. Okay. Andre, please speak up so everybody can hear you. My name is Andre Do from New Side Center and the Dancing Stars. Center. My testimony is about how God helped me attain a scholarship. I don't think they heard you. Take it again. What is your testimony about, Andre? My testimony is about how God helped me attain a scholarship. His testimony is about how God helped him attain a scholarship. Andre, when you're speaking, take your time so that we can understand what you're saying. So please tell us more about your testimony. It all started when I gained admission into the university as a fee-paying student. It was very difficult for dad to pay the fees, so but some way somehow I was able to pay it. Then my uncle abroad told me that like I could apply for a scholarship. That he had a friend in GMPC Foundation. That the only thing I need to do is to apply for the scholarship by God's grace, if I'll be able to get it. So last um, some names were out, and I was thinking uh, I would need that, and because I checked and. I didn't see my name at all. So last sem- semester, you checked the list. The okay. list for those who had qualified for the those scholarship who qualified. came out. I, I and your name was not on the list. My name was not on However, list. when you got here, you told us that you are going to tell us about how God helped you attain a scholarship. Attain and now you are saying that your name was not, not on, on the list. list. Last Please continue with your testimony. So I, was, I heard from a friend that even one friend of hers had a scholarship and he was given the full-time scholarship as they promised to. So I was like, so would I be able to get it or not? So this same when I came, my center director gave me mommy's number and I told mommy about it. Then she said, you don't worry, we'll be praying about it. So when the results came, the results for last same, uh, that was for the exams. I sent it to mommy and she was like, I've done well, I should keep it up. And I told her that still my problem is still about the scholarship. 
yeah, although yeah. your results came in, you had done very well. You still yeah. didn't have the scholarship, so you were not yeah. happy. I was still not happy. Please continue. <laughs> so she told me that I shouldn't worry about it. That we will still be praying about it. And I told her about my dad's work as well. And she said I shouldn't worry. If God will do, we will still be praying about it. So just last week, Friday, I was discussing with a roommate of mine about the scholarship. He had already told him. So, so when I was discussing it, he told me that he had already seen a list. That was Friday when he came to the Dean of Students' office. And I said, ah, which list was that? He said, GMPC Foundation. I said, ah, is he lying or like... As he said, it's true, like, he went to check and that was the list out. And I said, oh, okay, then Saturday I'll try and go and check. So early in the morning on Saturday, I went and I was, I was scared. I was afraid that maybe I'll check. I don't know if you see my name at all. So as I said, checking through. I saw some students in the business administration that I had that were, were to benefit from it. So as I was going, I saw my name. Andre, you said earlier that there was an initial list. Yeah, there was an initial Your list. name was not on that initial list. Then last week, Saturday, you heard from your friend that there was a new list that had come. And when you checked, your name was on that list. Oh, are you sitting down there like that? So what does this scholarship entail? Can you break the scholarship down to us? From what my uncle explained to me, he said the scholarship is a full-time scholarship and every year Godwin they send the money to us to pay the fees and the hostel fees and even you even get a balance. So you have extra money after your school fees have been paid, your hostel fees have been paid. Oh, I, so what do you want to tell the church? What I want to tell the church is we should always stay connected to Mommy ESJ Philippe Bruce. Because her prayer usually works and it has helped me as well. All what we have to do is also, also um, we should also put our trust in God always. We should never lose hope. Even though situations might seem a little bit difficult, but we should always put our trust in, in God as well. And also, I would like to thank my RH. Wow. And my center director as well. They really encouraged me when I told them about it. And especially last week, Sunday. I didn't want to pay a tight, but Arich told me that I should. <laughs> I should pay. <laughs> I should pay the tight. That I don't know what might happen, and luckily, what has happened has really happened. So I just give God the glory. Please put your hands together for Andre. And even as you put your hands together, believe God also for your miracle. Believe God that your fees will also be settled in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give it up for Bernard Watson as he also brings us his testimony. Hello. Um, my name is Bernard Watson. I'm from Victory Tower Center. and then I'm a film star. Bernard, tell us your testimony. Okay, so my testimony is about how God delivered me from losing my stuff. It's a very weird testimony. So, <laughs> when we vacated, okay, we had our carols night on Friday. So, I, I was supposed to leave on Monday, but after everything happened, I left on Tuesday. On Monday, I left here at dawn with my younger cousin. 
And then we were on our way to Tech Junction to pick a car to Abrepo. And when we got, there were a lot, most of the cars were full on that. Those of you who were traveling can testify to that. And finally, we got a car. And it was actually even full. But then there was this guy who said he was saving a seat for his sister at IJRC. So when we got there, like, his sister will also get on. I got in the car. One thing I noticed that the driver was really rude. Apparently, his mate, who was supposed to be conducting, was late by a few minutes. So he left the mate, and then he started working. And <laughs> so when we got to IDRC gate, the guy whose sister was supposed to get on the car, she said she was, she was climbing up. When we got to the gate, it, it wasn't even up to two minutes. The driver said, no, the, the lady has kept long, so the, the guy should just get down so that you move on. I said, wow. So, on our way, when we finally got to Tech Junction, I gave the driver 20 CDs. So, my mind was on the change the man was giving me. And then, I forgot to pick up my duffel bag. It had all my stuff in it. And I got down with my brother, and then we went to form a line for the car to Abrepo Junction. And I realized I was feeling really light. I didn't. And I realized, oh, I had left my bag in the bus. And I told my brother, Chalebo, I've left my bag. He said, hey, so what will we do? I said, okay, I'm going to go to KJT. I'll follow the car to KJT. So he should come and stand at the IDRC station. And then he should also check the cars coming through. So even the car I took to KJT, the mates didn't take any money from me. Now, I was at KJT. I was, I was like a madman. I was just walking around. And then I was just praying in my head that, God, please, God, please help me. If I lose this stuff, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hold on, hold on, Bernard. Hold on. What did the bag entail? You keep saying stuff. What was in the bag? Why was it so valuable to you that okay. you had to retrieve it? I had put our money for transport in the duffel bag. It had a pocket. And then my stuff, I actually don't like washing. So all my dirty stuff. <laughs> I'd put them in to be sent to my shoes. Everything was in the bag. So I couldn't lose the bag. I mean, and then, so I was at KJTR, I crossed the overhead to the other side, and then I got a call from my, my brother that, oh, the, he has found my bag. And I was like, hey, is this yours? He said, yes. So I got back, and he told me, actually, the driver had stopped working, and he was looking for me to give me wait, back my bag. Wait, wait, wait. It was... <laughs> Bernard, hold on, hold on. From all you have said so far, this driver is clearly an impatient driver. Very impatient. And now you are telling me that the driver was looking for you. Stop stopped working. He was looking, looking for, for you because of your bag. bag with your laundry. I was, I was like. Oh, are you sitting down there like that? Hey. I remember I texted my CD Rejoice. I texted CD Rejoice that child. CD, this is what has happened. And I was like, I have to give this testimony in church. But then, when I came back to school, I had forgotten. But I just want to encourage us that even as you work for God, just go all out and work for Him. Because in a very small way, because this sounds very trivial, that this is something very small, but He actually helped me. Because I would have lost those stuff. But God touched the driver's heart. So even as you work for God, just know that, Charlie, in your time of need, He's also going to sort you out. Thank you very much. Put your hands together for Bernard Watson. Note that even as you work for God, 
divine favor will locate you so much so that even when you leave your laundry in the car, an impatient driver will look for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week, our pastor shared with us powerful, powerful, powerful message on an akazo. Amen. Yeah. And we are about to receive another dose. Amen. Yeah. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says that my son incline your ears unto my words and unto my sayings. It says it will be health even to your bodies, to your flesh. Hallelujah. The words we are about to receive, it will be health to your bodies. It shall bring healing to your physical body. Hallelujah. It shall bring healing to your life. I want us to stand to our feet as we receive the message from our prophet. Put your hands together. Let's welcome Sister Joy Bruce. Your hand clap is too weak. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. And just bow down your head for a moment. Pray for yourself and ask that the word of God will meet a soft spirit. That the word of God will affect you today in the name of Jesus. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Father, we thank you so much for another day another encounter with your word. I pray, Lord, that you will change us. I pray that you will affect us in this meeting. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church today? Powerful. For a moment, I want you to just sit where you are and turn and look at the back of the church. Can you see? Um, was quite deliberate. I asked them to put all the chairs behind us because this is the Anakazo service. Are you there? And we're going to use Anakazo to do what? Hey, we're going to use it to do what? Amen. And we'll keep putting it there and we'll keep on rejoicing. When we feel two, then we shout. We'll feel five, then we shout some more. We feel 25. Ask your neighbor, are you able to feel some 10? Are you able? Powerful. And the Lord will bless us. Amen and amen. Are you there? The Lord has need of you. Hallelujah. And in this church, we don't sit and cry over our problems. Though. No, no, no. We work for the Lord all day long. And he sorts us out. Ask your neighbor, is God sorting you out? If your neighbor says no, he says, that there's something left for you to do. Because the God we know there, he sorts us out. Hey. That's why I was enjoying the testimonies that I was hearing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. We're going to continue this week also with the story, the Anakazo story. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to teach you a few things. But before I do, I just want to um, talk about two very important announcements. They will be announced again, but I want to say it. Some of you, by the end of the service, the sound of your stomach is louder than what your ears can hear. So, I want to say it now. Amen. This Friday is the 6th of March. And we're going to be here. Amen. On the 6th of March. There's a very nice program for us to watch right here. 
a stage play called Peter Lover. Amen. Peter Lover. And I want you to get a friend, get a roommate, get a classmate, and just bring them with you. Is that okay? Oh, I said, is that okay? Are you going to be ready to watch it? Hey, are you there? Look, many of us, March 6, we don't do anything with it. Is it true or is it not true? We are just there. Please turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that you finished SHS long ago. You are not part of those matches. You finished JHS. You know, it was exciting at that time. But after we finished those years, we are just there. But I thank God that we are going to be doing something this March 6th. So it's your opportunity. Amen. It's an outreach by, it's not only the film stars, they've widened their number in a way. And there are so many other people taking part, dancers taking part, singers. It's a very nice play. And you can't afford to miss it. Amen. Some of you, the way you are, you don't expose yourself to anything different. All the four walls that you know, that's it. But in this church, we break through such minds that don't work in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are people, you know, there are Ghanaians who travel from here to Europe. They don't go anywhere. If they are going for a conference, they go. Go to a conference, go to a conference, go to a conference. If they tell them that you can take a tram and go from here to a city center, hey, I'm telling you, unless they are going to buy something, but that they are just going to see another place, have another, they won't do it. And that's why they can go and come, go and come, but their mind is still not exposed. Yeah, every exposure, it does something to your mind. Yeah, it makes you see. The, <laughs> are you there? Yeah. The eye cannot what? See what the mind does not know. So when the only thing your mind knows is Kotei Road, when the only thing that your mind knows is eating jollof, when the only thing your mind knows is, you know, a Nigerian movie, when the only thing you know is the Yes, I won't cover. There's more to see. Tell, tell your neighbor. There's more to see. Amen. So come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. The second announcement. It is with great pleasure that I announce that on the second and third of April, our chairman, Bishop Intefu, is going to be right here, coming to us with a, our first convention. For this year. It's a good place to put your hands together. I said it's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. Hold on. Some of you, you don't understand what the use of a convention is. Yeah. But this man, when we were very young ministers in Tamale, he visited our church. It's because of this man that Lady Reverend Rumi and Reverend Les got married. Yeah. It's because of this man. It was another visit of this man. And he came and released some very wild prophetic things. And all of us who were there, each of us, today, how many years has passed? About 20. And at that time, we're young, young, young people. And then in the middle of the service, he said, go outside, pick a stone. We must have looked like mad people. Then he began to prophesy. All of us who did it, we own lands, we own houses, all, regardless of what they do in life. Yeah. And that man is coming here. Second to third of April. Yeah. Let me just say it. Some of you, the caliber of demons chasing your life. They are the type. When blessings are coming, you are going in the opposite direction. So this time, I've said it early. So when you start to say, oh, I would have missed it. 
Oh, but I have to go. Then you say, no, I've seen you. I won't miss it. Don't miss this convention. I said, don't miss this convention. Whatever you do, 2nd to 3rd of April, don't miss it. Be right here. Right here. Sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Very, very important. And these meetings with some of these men of God really change our lives. And we can point back to things that have changed. I can point to about four marriages that came on because of a visit by this man. Hey! Are you in the house? So when an anointing is visiting you, you just make yourself available. Hallelujah. We're going to be talking about Anakazo this Sunday as well. Let us read the story again. Luke 14, I start from verse 16. It is not, it is not irksome to repeat. Because every time you repeat it, you learn something new. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me a few. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me a few. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Hey. So, <laughs> our brother is in the house. He's in the house with his wife. <laughs> So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring it hither, bring in hither, the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. The Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. The word anakazo is the word compel, which we find in Luke chapter 14 and verse 23. And we often refer to it as anakazo because it means more than just to compel. And I think the film stars gave us a very good rendition of it. That you force, you force it, you force yourself to do something, or you force something to happen. You threaten, you push, you persuade, you entreat. In other words, you do whatever you can do and what must be done to get a certain thing to happen. Hallelujah. Are you there? Now this is, has become over time one of my favorite scriptures. I keep trying to get away from it and go to other things. And I keep being drawn back to it. And usually, I would end up preaching it in the kind of situation where I'm talking to pastors and to workers in the church. But of late, the Lord has been showing me a lot of different instances where the same thing holds. And I began to realize that this is actually the story of life. This is the pattern of life. In this life, each one of us is like that certain man. And we have something to accomplish in this life. And as we are going along our way, we will meet people who the Lord brings into our lives to help us. There are times when we face a difficulty because a helper can come into our lives and we don't recognize him. This master, he realized that his original plan didn't work. For his other plan to work, he needed a servant. And he sent that servant one time, two times, three times, 
Some of you have no patience with the people that God has brought around you. Every day you are throwing your weight around. Oh, it is true. The easiest example I can think of are women as we marry. And, you know, when you marry, you suddenly realize, in fact, one of the first the texts I get very often is that, hey, mommy, the marriage is, don't be fooled by the papana that they are doing. It's all, they are just fooling you. You have now entered into your season of work, of work. Before you married, you were, when you get home and you are tired, you just find some milk and some biscuits and you just mix the thing and eat it. As you have come back home now, the man, you came with him through the door. He's expecting a meal that you will cook and you eat. Suddenly, your washing bedding, it is times two. Are you there? After a while, God blesses you. Children come. For every child, the work burden just goes up. God in his mercy at times brings people our way who can help us with some of these things. But many times, we have no patience. You have no patience at all. The girl is 15 years old. You, how were you when you were 15? How were me? I remember when I was 16. I remember it. I don't remember many things growing up. But when I was 16, I remember it like night and day. And one of the things I remember was I was angry all the time. When they send me, I'll pull my mouth. I remember one day my mother said, you pull your mouth that one day when you are old, your mouth will be here. Because I, hey, are you there? Yeah, but God has sent you somebody in spite of the face. That's the help God has given to you. Some men, the wife God has given to you is your help. But you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate it. All that she hears from you are the things she hasn't done. You have nothing to say when she does something right. But as soon as something is wrong, you have 25 things to say. Let me just teach you one thing. Are you here? The right to correct is gained from the right from appreciation. When you appreciate the person, when you are now correcting something, it's very easy to swallow. But when you never say anything good, and the only time we hear your voice, is something that we haven't done. For all you know, that woman was brought into your life to bless you as a helper. Hey, some ladies too are like that. The man may look like nothing, but God brought him to help you. It's a picture of life. Some of your wildest lectures, you don't know that they are your help in life. They are the ones who make you do something. The bosses who are unreasonable. You don't know that it's a help God has sent you. So you meet helpers on the way. Now, in this story, he also met some people who he had planned to do something with, and the people they didn't care. And they didn't take part. And they, if you know, there are also people and things in life that happen to take you off from the path that you had planned to go. Yeah. You think that they are one way and they are not. Are you with me? That's why sometimes in this church you see some of the leaders saying people are not people. That's what they are referring to. People are not people. People are not people. You expected that the person will do, do this, 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 and this, and this. And the person just lets you down. In the story of Luke 14, the man, when he was preparing the supper, his friends knew. Why am I saying that? Because when he was sending the servant, he said, tell them, come, all things are ready. So it means you knew I was cooking something. When he got there, the people had made their own plans. Some of you, that's how you are. Yeah, this is your church, but you come when you are ready. This morning, I've counted more than 25 people should be here who are not here. Yes! Are you there? When the choir was singing, I was eyeing them. 
because there were some people who should have been there who were not there. Hey! They had just done something else. Oh, yesterday when I went to the world and I sang my singing for the weekend, so I've closed. And then they came to sit. It's true. Some people who were not first service, they arrived at the present service to sit down. I've sent them a message. Maybe they think they are sitting stars. Hey! Because we are trying to do something. We have been trying to build, trying to grow the quarter. The person has another mind cry. But life is like that. Life is like that. Are you with me? There are things and situations that come up in life. And if you don't take a, if you don't respond correctly and with some anakazo, they will take you off your, off your road. One of the easiest examples I can think of are people who did an exam and failed. And said, I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Don't, don't, do <laughs> I don't even know what to say. The exam is just like one of these guys. Who was, like, you are coming for supper. You say, land, you have bought it in the night. You are going to see. Who buys land and goes to see it in the night? Is there any land person here? Oh. You have bought oxen. You are going to plow the ground with them to test them in the night. In the night. As for the third one, I don't even want to talk about that. Please, if you get a dinner to go tonight, will you people not go? You go and eat this. Ah! To just celebrate the marriage and I mean, you dust your shoes. Ah! The man says he has married a wife. I mean, any excuse not to go. And many times in life, we come across situations like that. And when it happens, you have to be able to pull yourself up. Pull yourself together. And that's why I'm sharing with you Anakazo. I'm going to give you five or six lessons from this story, which I hope will help you in your way in life. Hallelujah. Number one, I take the first point from the first verse of the story. Are you there? Tell your neighbor, this is the word encounter. When you come here, it's word. Word na yebo. Yeah. We have other places that we display prophetism. Here, the prophetism comes through the word. No, it's true. Oh, I think I should have an all night with you because I want to be also there. But that, this is not that all night. I also like pouring oil and declaring things. But this is not that all night. This is the word encounter. When we look inside the word of God and the word of God is food to us, the word is healing to us, the word is, is strengthening, is spiritual food to us. Hallelujah. Now, he says, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. If you're reading a more um, um, recent translation, it says, and invited many. By the time you're going to invite a lot of people, you have done a lot of work and a lot of preparation. And so the first lesson I want to share with you from the story, if you want to be an anakato person in life, somebody who forces and breaks through in life, prepare. Lesson number one, preparation. 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 Prepare. You see, we faith people, because faith has a way of getting us from here to there in no time. We often make the mistake that that's the only way everything works. It is true that you can pray, and it is true that God can meet you and surprise you with your grace. Are you in the house? You were expecting a C, and suddenly it was an A. God has just helped you.
Let me look for my scripture in Ecclesiastes. The race is not to the swift. It's a very interesting scripture. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I returned and saw that under the sun, that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither bread, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Wait. You have no idea when time will strike. And you have no idea when chance will get. And until time and chance happen to coincide, the battle is to the swift. The race is to the swift. The battle is to the strong. Until something happens. So there's a context in which time and chance will happen and come and change things. But more often than not, the one who is fast, you same both wins the race. More often than not, the strong wins the battle. More often than not, the wise man is the one who gets bread because he works for it. <laughs> usually, riches come to people who understand things. People who don't understand things are usually very poor. Yeah, because you can't understand how this becomes that. Are you seeing it? Yeah. So, until time and chance over which you and I have no control until they happen. We have all been excited by the kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it? There will be some athletic, uh, whatever, some track event, and we are all excited when somebody who we think is not going to make it suddenly begins to pass people and makes it because by chance somebody got master pool. Time and chance have caught him. That's why Usain Bolt didn't finish his last race. Time had caught up with him. But until time caught with him, he was the swiftest. Until time caught up with him. Are you in the house? Until time and chance change something. Prepare. Prepare. Preparation. Hallelujah. Preparation is hard work. Yeah. It's hard work. Often the work that goes into preparation is not even seen. And that's why many people fall. One of the most popular basantes in this church are the instrumentalists. People come, they want to learn an instrument. True or not true? Please, instrumentalists, true or not true? You have people have come, we want to learn. We want to learn how to play piano. We want to learn how to play bass. We want to learn how to play... What happens to them on the way? When they come and they hold the bass, and they start to learn how to play the bass. And they suddenly discover that their team is faithful. Do you see them again? Because preparation, right? It's painful. It's painful. Preparation is painful. Preparation is tiring. Preparation consumes time and money. It's exhausting. So don't come back and tell me how tired you are from the cause that you are doing. Drink the coffee and sit there. Preparation. You want a first class. Don't bring yourself. The first class, you sit down, you mind. When you are sleeping, they were still learning. 
Prepare. Many people fall because they don't prepare. Yeah. Prepare. Young lady, when we call you, come and learn how to cook. Have you seen how you are? Up to now, at your age, you can only do meat stew. And the stew is not nice. You see? I told you about how when I was 16 years old, I used to frown. I was frowning and pulling my mouth. I used to feel that I'm always being sent. And I always have to do things. And I have to do things. And I have to do things. Are you here? And I have to do things. Holiday time. Clean out the kitchen. Then you see, come, you have to come and do it again. And I'll be making faces. And then, by the grace of God, I got a place to go and do my master's. It was when I was doing my master's that I met somebody. I was living in a certain place, and in that place, we had our own rooms, but we had a common hall and a common kitchen. Are you a common, uh uh-huh, some common things? There was this girl there. For the first time in my life, I met a human being who felt that washing plates was work. So, wait till I'm still coming. In those days, when you buy your plate, it's six of each. So, she'll come. Then she'll start to use her plates, the big ones. When she finishes eating, into a bowl under the sink. So, she'll first use all the six big ones. When she's finished, have you seen the side plates? She'll start on the side plate. So when she's serving her meal, she has to use that. No, not yet the saucer, the side plate. She'll use the saucer. The, no, the side plate. Those other things. And she'll add them. The place now is getting serious. She'll be using the forks. When the forks are finished, start to use the spoons. When she finishes, she puts all there. The last one is the saucer and teaspoon. So the day you come out and you find her having a meal with a saucer and a teaspoon, you know that, oh, you are, trouble is coming. So, she'll do her till she's on saucer number five. And she said, one to go. Then she'll start, oh, she'll start to complain. Oh, I'm depressed today. Why is she depressed? Hey, I have clothes to wash. Hey. Meanwhile, remember, oh, six big ones, six uh, side plates, six saucers, saucepans, forks, knives, big spoons, teaspoons. She now has to wash all. So, one day, I had not been there for a long time. And as I came out, you see, so now, this simple work, you are eating alone. This simple job is now an operation. She must now organize, big one to washing, big one to, it's now an operation. It's now going to take hours. And I came in into the kitchen one morning, and there she was doing the operation and feeling so sad and mobileful and everything. I, I, I went back to my room. And I took a piece of paper and a pen. Dear Daddy and Mommy, thank you very much. Thank you for sending me, for calling me, for training me. I never knew that washing plates can be work in my life. Why? Somebody prepared me. Somebody prepared me. If you don't prepare well, you will be standing over a common job. Please wait. Even the men here who don't do much to wash your, your cup, is it a job? One cup. One cup. You can't wash one, one logo logo cup. You can't wash, you can't wash one cup. 
<laughs> you see, even those who don't do it, it's out of laziness, not because they think it's a sweat. Are you in the house? Your season of preparation, your season of preparation will determine how far you go. I remember talking to somebody and telling the person, you cannot do only one thing at a time in this life. Things are knocking things. You must always be doing more than one. Yeah. That's why in this church, you may be a student, but as you are studying, you are also preaching. As you are preaching, maybe you are also singing. Just balancing the different things. Because that's how life is. Life doesn't wait for one thing to finish, for another one to start, for it to finish before you do the thing. It's not like that. And so those of you who cut God off because you say you are doing exams, you will come and meet an exam called life, which has part one, part two, and part three running at the same time. But when you have allowed yourself to be prepared and to understand how to be alive and be balancing this one without dropping this one and balancing that one without dropping that, when you now come into a certain circumstance, you flow. You flow. You are very quiet. Preparation. 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 Point one. I suddenly realized one day I was a student. As a PhD student, I was a wife, as a mother of two. I was a, a, a chorister in my church. I was also the cook for the women's uh, whatever. I was the driver of. It is then that I realized preparation. preparation Now this is my life. Push your neighbor and say, "Stop complaining. Just learn it. Just learn it." I said, just learn it. Yeah. Some of you are small, northern, you are sitting down, pitying yourself and crying. Just stop. Lesson number two from our scripture. Lesson number two. Learn to identify the demon of just once. Just once. Just once. Something that is a demon, but it is called when this man made his party and discovered that nobody was coming, many of you think he should have just canceled the party. After all, the people for whom he was doing it, they didn't come. What should I do? They didn't come. They didn't come. I made it. It's not that I didn't do it. Not that I didn't cook, not that I didn't prepare. I did, they didn't come. So the party is cancelled. When you are an Akazu Maloma, you learn that there's something called just once. If you cancel it once for a good reason, you will cancel it again for a reason that's not good. When you started to cut lectures, the first time you cut it, it was a good reason. you didn't know that there's a demon called just once and you suddenly acquired the taste for cutting lectures 
Anytime you see a drunkard with his eyes red, his eyes are red because just once he drank something that somebody gave him. Your friend who is fornicating, jumping from bed to bed, is jumping because just once. But that day, they didn't know that Satan had laid a trap for them. And this time, when they went, just once, it was the end of their life. She was a strange woman. No, it is true. Somebody here, since you fornicated with somebody, your life has not been the same again. Yeah. Yeah. First time, just once. But when you do it once, you can easily do it again. Some of you young thieves in the church, you stole once. Nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. That's why you are growing up as a thief. No, it's true. We have a lot of thieves who don't think there's any problem with it. Yeah. But if you had tried the first time and you had been caught, may mom dear, may, may, may you never have a son who steals. But if your son steals, deliver him to the police station yourself. Oh yes. Let him enter and see where he's headed. But if you just leave him, he'll steal again. Some of you, the reason why you're always going for a pot is because you went for it once. And today we have become a nation that does not even know that Apo is wrong. Christian or unbeliever, they are all doing the apostle. And you don't know that it's the same. If you go for Apo, it is stealing. They have stolen the exam question. You are a thief. But it didn't used to be so. It didn't used to be so. It didn't used to be so. But just once, somebody did that for it worked. And look at it, we have become a nation of thieves. Mm. 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 I'm telling you something. It's not a matter of percent, boys. All of you do it. It's not a matter of percent, boys. It's a nation, a nation of copiers, a nation of liars. You can't even learn anymore. You don't even have confidence in yourself. Because every time you've passed an exam and got an A, it's because of Apple. Hmm. Hmm. Have you not seen that you are quiet? That's the just one demon. If you are going to get somewhere in this world, you can't entertain that demon. You cannot. You cannot give yourself that, that demon to have space to make you do something or not do something. Just once. Have you not noticed? The number of choruses and dances goes up and down because people have allowed themselves to skip it. When you skip it once, you can skip it again. That's human nature. You skip it once, you skip it again. You skip it once, you skip it again. But if you didn't allow yourself that and you said, I will always be there, you see that you will always be there. You see that you are on your way to your breakthrough. Yeah. The church has become quiet again. No, it is true. When you learn how to cancel a meeting, cancel a class, you are learning how to cancel your ministry. Oh, it's true. 
If it was not so, I would have told you. This man, he was a breakthrough man. He succeeded because he decided that even though conditions are not conducive, even though everything is pushing against me, I won't cancel the thing. I will do something else. I will change something else. Hmm. Are you in the church? Those of you who are sitting here, maths is very difficult. Go and check. I'm sure you missed the maths class at a point. And you allowed it. That's why today you can't do. Hey. I have to move on. Lesson number three. Lesson number three. Be angry with situations sometimes. Be angry with situations sometimes. In Luke chapter 14 and verse 21, when the man realized that his friends were not coming, the Bible says that he was angry. Now, it was not the kind of useless anger that makes you go and stand outside and disgrace yourself. Not that type. Not the kind of anger that makes you just go into a mood too and not say anything for five days to somebody. But the man got angry and used the energy from that anger to do something that still filled his house. Are you understanding me? He allowed it. Hey, they won't come. I'll get people who will come. And then he turned one way. said, go this way. Call them. Bring them. Go that way. Call them. And he filled his house. It was a full house he wanted. You two, what do you want? I say, you two, what do you want? Sometimes a certain holy anger should get into you. And you must begin to say that these poor marks, it's enough. Ah, why? It's enough. And get angry enough to sit down the long hours you need to sit. You need to get, no, I'm very serious. Some of you who are working, you are just complaining. Stop the complaining. It doesn't do anything. Doesn't bring anything good. But let it stir you up to something. Many years ago, I used to have a consulting service. And at the time, I was a lay pastor. Somebody asked me, a, a, a particular organization asked me to a job for them. And in that job, one of my jobs as a, as a consultant was to write project um, proposals for people. And he asked me to write a project proposal which was for EU funding, European Union. Well, in the life of a consultant, you can grade the proposals you are writing. The EU was the worst. The number of things they required, I mean, it was the worst, by far the most demanding and by far the worst. When I finished, they gave me somebody who, because it was my first time, and the person engaging me knew it was my first time, and they said, we're going to attach somebody to this whole, because to, to get them, even to get the project together, the proposal, it was a whole team. You have to give me this, give me this, give me this, I put it together, we mix it and match it and do various things to put it together. But there was one guy, he was now an old man, and he wasn't part of the team, but he was supposed to get our finished documents and read through because he had done them successfully before and then send the, you know, it's like a supervisor, if you like. Send it back and then we correct it. I sent it to this man. When he read and he sent me his comments, his comments were so scathing. Do you understand when they say something is scathing? A scathing comment is like, instead of the person saying, Oh, but this is not nice. This is, what do you think you are doing? You see, it's, it's, a, it's a very... What's the word? So, in fact, as I was reading through his comments, 
was getting more and more angry. It was a Friday night. At a point, as I read, I had to admit that the man had a point. Because he would put a point there and say, what kind of argument is this? Who will believe what they are saying here? I read through his comments. By the time I was done, I was boiling. My first reaction was the reaction of a typical black man. I'm like, you know, these white people, who do they think they are? But by the grace of God, that's why it lasted five minutes and it went. It's like, look, do you want to get this thing restored? If you do, this is the guy who's talking. I was so angry. I allowed that anger to put me beside a table and a laptop. And I sat there, working from the evening, argument by argument, discussion by discussion, picking it apart, putting things together, doing this. Doing. When I finished, it was Saturday morning, and dawn was breaking. And I just took the document, and I sent it to the guy, and I went to sleep. This was Saturday, 6 a.m. I got out of bed around 10.30, and by 11, I went to pick my laptop to see whether the man has even accessed the document. When I got there and I opened it, I got an answer. My goodness, what a change. What a beautiful document. What did you do? So fast you have done it and you have brought it. It is a good one. And we got the contract. Hallelujah. What am I saying? Instead of sitting there and feeling sorry for yourself, and feeling sorry that your father can't pay your fees, and that your siblings are 16, and why did they born 16 of us, and now they can't, you see? If you continue that route, you won't do anything. Let that anger enter into you, and make it get you up from your feet, and let it say to yourself that, me, I'm going to break this thing. I may be number 9 out of number 16. I may not have any backing in this world, but I'm going to make a way. I'm going to break through. After all, am I not a child of the living God? I will find my way. I will find my way. Lesson number four. Hallelujah. Lesson number four. The three killer excuses. What you have, what you do, and your intimate relationships. What you have, what you do in your intimate relationships. The first man said, I'm going to see my land in the night so I can't come. You need to be aware that on this road called life, there are things that have been positioned to take you off the road. And if you allow it, the things you have will take you off that road. They'll take you off that road. This man, if he didn't have land, he would have come to the party. But because by mistake, God had blessed him. I said by mistake. God had blessed him. Some of you, God made a mistake. The job he gave you. When you didn't have work, you knew how to come to God. To God. But what you have. You see, when you own a car and it's not working, it must, you really want it to work. So you take it to the fitter. But you had a prayer meeting at 7. Then the fitter didn't finish. Then you send the text. My car is not working. You're not even at the workshop seven. They are closed. But when you didn't have a car, 
you would have known what Brasky to take. What you have. What you have. It's because God has given you a house that has got things inside. That's why you are now saying that we can't leave the house empty. When you didn't have a house, you didn't even lock your door. There was nothing inside to be taken. <laughs> hey! Am I talking to some people in the house? Am I saying don't have anything? No, I'm just saying just beware. Be aware that it can stand in between you and God. What you have, what you do. All of us, if we didn't have work, we can praise God. Mm. Now that God has given you Akito as a subject. You know, this is my subject, you know. They're always giving us work to do, you know. We're always having a jury, you know. So, that's why I love this church, you know. Because everything that you are doing, it's typing in the church some. Mm. Are you there? We have doctors who are medical students. We have doctors who are, I mean, doctors who are pastors, medical students. Who are, oh, you are saying, no, it doesn't do us anything. Hey, because of my job, I can't come. Because of my job. I can't say, no, you see, you are talking a lot, but consider your ways. Be careful. Be careful. Some jobs, honestly, you shouldn't even take it. And if you are a child of God, ask yourself the question, what do you think it means? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That job, what does it mean for my life with Christ? There are some jobs, as you take it, you know. You, that's it for you and God. You are done for. Trust God to give you another one. Don't take it. Are you in the house? Yeah. But it's like any job. I need a job. I'm so that Meanwhile, you can see what is going to be. You can see what is going to be. <laughs> I don't mind them. They are like those before. No, I say it every year, and they don't believe every year that I meet them after school, and they have become nothing for God. Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Then you are now texting me and saying, You said it. Oh, what's the use of that? What's the use of that? What's the use of that? Yeah, so are you saying we shouldn't work? Your IQ is too low. You shouldn't be here. Your IQ. If you think that's what I'm saying, you shouldn't be here. Your IQ is too low. What is IQ? Your intelligence quotient. Obviously, you have to work. The same Bible says, he who does not work shall not eat. So obviously, that's not what we are talking about. Long ago, I worked, I worked until anything starts. Amen. I don't know who it is. I'm just answering the person. The third killer. They will be killers if you allow them to be killers. Your intimate relationships. Who you marry. Your wife. Your husband. Are you there? Yeah. You have children so you can't serve God again. And a time comes when there are times when your worship of God will conflict with the relationships, the closest relationships. And you better know how to respond. You better know how to respond. Are you in the church this afternoon? Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you there? Did you hear? In this church, we teach you how to to obey. We teach you how to honor your parents. We teach you everything. You cannot use that to say, because of that, I won't say God. You answer for God alone yourself. Yes, yourself. 
You want to marry her, you are me who as you are going, you know that this man, the man is a Muslim. When you he says, Oh, I'll allow you to go to your church. You believe it. You really believe it. Then you were born yesterday. Are you in the house? Lesson number five. Make a way, not an excuse. Make a way, not an excuse. Make a way, not an excuse. I've lived long enough to see that when people don't want to do something, they bring an excuse. Yes. When they want to do it, they make a way. Oh, yes. When they want to do it, they make a way. Yeah. Because in this life, things will knock things. Things will knock things. Always. And I'm saying, make a way. Let the thing work. And you can see from our story, the man made a way. Somebody said, look. Somebody's got to eat this dinner. I'm going to look for some people. When he went looking, he found some people who were not as perfect, humanly speaking, as those he was calling the first. Because the truth is that Sometimes, the second choice is not as good or not as perfect as the first. But is it a wife you wanted or just perfection? If it's a wife, this one will do. She may not have the attributes of Miss Ghana that you wanted. But does she have what you need? Can she be a helpmate? This is what is important. The man looked at the thing. He realized that the people he was going to call, they can't buy land. They can't even see the land to buy it. If they can see the land, they don't have legs to walk there to go and buy the thing. He went. He called the blind. He called the maimed. He called the lame. People who probably couldn't do the things those guys could do before. But what did he need? He needed people who could eat a meal. Their eyes were not working, but they could eat. Their legs may not have been working, but they could eat. Their hands may not have been moving, but they could eat. He invited them and he got a full house. Amen. Make a way. Make a way. Make a way. Not an excuse. Some of you excuses are tiresome. Ah. We are tired. And I have to go home because uh, they are calling me for an emergency meeting. You see? Wait. <laughs> we may have been born in the night, oh, but it wasn't last night. We have lasted long enough to know that family emergencies don't just happen like that. You alone. Every day they are calling for family emergencies penniless student like you. Don't bring yourself at all. Are you there? Yeah. You need to find it. Don't allow. You see, if you allow yourself the excuse, you won't do anything. You won't do anything. You won't do anything. Yeah. Excuses. Nowadays, when you try to preach the word of God to young people, you go to the schools, the head teachers have all kinds of excuses. You go to the house, all kinds of... If you are going to follow that, you just sit down. You just sit down. If you really want to, you'll find a way. Yeah. That's why I was telling, I was saying that God bless Clenham a few days ago. They were going to do their outreach. He went, give us a place to do the outreach. They said, they won't give. Give us car park. They said, they won't give. Give us where you do parts. They said, you won't give. Give us here. They said, you won't give. Then he just texted me. He said, mommy, there's a bus stop. There's a bus stop on the road. By the time they are aware, 
We have planned our program on the road. We have won the souls. We have preached the preaching. We have danced the dancing and away. And it worked. But you would have come back to see me say that, hey, I don't know what we will do again. As we went, we asked for the party plan. They said it's not working. They don't give us the permission. From there, we went to wait for the manna. We waited out for Ephraim. When the Mahinidi came, the next day that he comes, when he comes to it, you see, your English is wasn't good at the time. My friend, I said, stop the excuses and make a way. Make a way. You may not be able to come to the meeting from the beginning, but you can come from the middle. You may not be able to do something, but you can do something in the house of God. Something. Ah. Make a way. Are you in the house or you have trouble? I said, make a way. Hmm. Are you there? Oh, yeah. If you don't make a way, you won't get anything. No. Ah. There's nothing in life working. Say, come and get, come and get. There's nothing like that. You have to work for it. Hustle for it. Make it work. I can't have my quiet time. Hey, please, have it. I don't mind if you're having it working on the road, but have it. I can't have my quiet time. Have it. That's why this morning I was teaching how to pray. Nobody will hear you. Get the podcast and listen. Have it. I cannot read. If you can't read, listen. Ah. There is nowhere that's going to make it easy for you to be a Christian. Nowhere. There's nowhere. There's nowhere. I remember when I started having children. One of the things that having a baby does is that you can't even schedule your prayer times. I said, hey, what child is this? If I wake up at midnight, the child is awake. Wakes up. If I say, okay, I won't wake up at midnight. Let me sleep. 2 a.m. I wake up. 2 a.m. now I sorry. And I said, but I need to pray. If I said, let me wake till 4, 4 a.m. the child is up. I decided that, listen, breastfeeding is equal to praying. When I hang you here, I start. When I change you to the other side, even, ah! A praying there will be. If I don't have, to, I'm not able to get freedom to pray, then I will pray with you hanging there. Ah! Stop using your child as an excuse. Stop using the blessings of God as an excuse. God called you a long time ago. You know that you are called. And you have sat down and used the blessings that God has given to you as the reason why you cannot serve him. You better wake up. Wake up before it's too late. I said wake up before it's too late. You said you want to come and do the course. They have given the course to you now. Now you are saying because of this course you cannot. You said you wanted the job. They have given the job to you. And because of that, you say you cannot. Lesson number six. I'm ending. Lesson number six. Go out of your normal circle of life. Go out of your normal circle of life. Everybody has a circle of life. A place where you are comfortable. Your people. Where you are. Maybe those you grew up with. Your classmates. Or those you work with. Or those you are in school with. We all have a circle. A place where we feel comfortable. But I came to tell you today. That there are some. If you stay in that circle. You will not do well. You will not do well. I said you will not do well. You won't do well. And so you better exit 
wealthy friend of mine. When he showed me where he was from, I understood a few things. Yeah. He's a young man, like. And he showed me his house in Collegon. You see, if you stay there, the mind that is working there, it will not allow you to do well. Because the mind that is working there says that when you get money, spend it. The mind that is working there says that have a child. You don't need to have a wife or a husband. Just have a child. When you have the child, Charlie, wait until you can do the outdooring. We will jam on the street and we will eat. Your one year savings to all be eaten in a day. You will not move. You will just be there. You will just be there. And sometimes you need to look at it yourself. Those friends with whom you have been jamming all this time. Break out of it. Those Christian friends of yours, as lukewarm as lukewarm water, break away from them. If you want to become anything at all in the house of God or in the kingdom of God, there are some Christians, they are Christian, but they are not, they are they are they are lethal. They are in church. But in fact, if you follow them, you become nothing. But real. I also went to a secondary school. In the school, we were known for not being serious. <laughs> the reputation that we had at the time was that we just want to finish school and marry. The most unfortunate part about that story was that it was largely true. Yes. They just they go from form one to form five. I mean, just do enough to keep passing. Somewhere in form three, I shook myself. I said, no. No, 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 I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something else. And I just separated myself, separated, separated, and joined other people with eyes for future. Some of you, you need to join some people who have eyes for future. You are there telling me that your CWA is 45. And you have not joined yourself to people who want to go somewhere. All your friends, your study group, all of you, your average CWA is 52. No wonder. Where do you think you are going? No wonder. No wonder. Those people, they don't learn. They don't learn. You are always late to church because the people who you mix yourself up with, that's how they are. That's how they are. If you have to become anything about anything, you need to separate yourself. You need to know that they will still insult you. It doesn't matter at all. What do you want? This man wanted a full house. He separated himself from these wealthy people going to look for land who don't respect or don't, don't consider anybody. These ones, that, those who, have, who feel that what they have is everything. Those who don't see anything, don't see anybody. He just separated himself and went to another group of people and he achieved his aim. You too. You want to be somebody who prays? Associate yourself with people who pray. I'm very serious about something. I don't have any close friend who is a, what's the word? Lukewarm. No. The friendship, is, it doesn't have anything to stand on. Yeah. At all. That your whole mind, everything is like, hey, fashion, awards. And so what? When they did, does it come inside your pocket? What benefit is it to you? Me, I'm chasing God. I'm a God chaser. Serious God chaser. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Serious God chaser. I don't know who your friends are. But make up your mind. Make up your mind. 
May God help us to have an anakazo spirit. To stop sitting and weeping over things that cannot be helped. And to rise up with holy anger and deliver ourselves and move on further in this life. May God will help us. Thank you. Pray for yourself this afternoon. Just bow down your head and pray. Bow down your head and pray this afternoon. Talk to the Lord. Ask him to have mercy on you. The opportunities that you have thrown away. Some of you need to make a decision to move away from some people. Move away. All your friends. Only funerals that they attend every Saturday. All your money. You are buying tickets. Going here. Going there. Giving donations. Sitting down. Spending your weekend uselessly. At funerals that you don't even need to be at. Change your circle of friends. Every day we see you on Saturday, you are wearing black. Change your circle of friends. Change them. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Zenomandi and the Limandari and the Saba, Remendo Limanda Riba Sandere de Bay, Rocamandi Sandula Mande, Rimandi and the Labasande and Dorabakinde, Lemo Samani and Dorabatimana, Remo Sidia, Remo Lamadima Sandere, Remo Samedi and Dolamamama, Remo Sandiano, Ye Kamanu Sandalamande, Recomolo Samanima. Rima Delemosiende, Recabatano Masandere, Remondi Masandere. Hallelujah. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Somebody here, you need to repent of all your complaining and change your attitude and get to work. Change your circle of friends. Change what you do. But there are others here this afternoon. You need to receive Jesus. That anakazo spirit, it works when the Holy Spirit is in you. And you need to give your life to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here this afternoon. Your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. But you want it to be. You want to belong to those who the master will come and will call to himself. You want to say that I've been in church a lot, but I'm not sure that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But I want to receive Jesus. That's the beginning of this change. That's the beginning. All your friends are lukewarm Christians. They're not even Christian. Nominal. Just coming to church. If coming to church makes you a Christian, standing in the garage must make you a guy. But it's not like that. It's by giving your life to Christ. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, lift up your right hand where you are standing or where you are sitting. Lift up your right hand. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. You're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Oh, yes. If your hand is lifted up, just come to me. Just come to me. Step out of where you are standing and come to me. Step away from those in that row and come to me. Maybe your heart is beating. You didn't raise your hand, but your heart is beating. Then you are the one I'm speaking to. Just come and let Asha help you to stand. Just stand. You are going to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. As you are standing, you are arguing with yourself. Don't argue. Just step out and come. Step 
out and come. Step out and come. Give him your life. to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Father, I thank you for these young ones who have come to stand to give their lives to you. I pray that you bless them. I pray, Lord, that their lives will take a turn, a different turn, a good turn, a better turn. Draw them close to you. Let them be men and women of significance, Lord, because of today. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God will wish you this.